0: Welcome to The Process of Things, Does Stuff Work? And we're live. Welcome. Once again. Oh, sorry. I interrupted
1: you. That's okay. You always do. First time in the new year. <laughs> Welcome to The Process of Things, Does Stuff Work? And this season, we are in season 3A. 3A? Yeah. Called Is that like ha- Canadian 3A? <laughs> yeah, 3A? Yeah. 3A? No. 3A. A, because we also have a 3B. Help, I hate my job. Mm. That's uh, something
0: that I imagine a lot of people are thinking about this time of year. January, new goals, new desires,
1: new jobs. Yeah, I hate it. Get me out of here. So this year, this season, we're talking about managing your own career. um, How to get out of a job that you hate successfully where to go next, how to interview, how to tell your story, mm-hmm. how to find out where to go. Once it's, you go, people really get stuck in that, right? They, they can't
0: decide, do I want a new job or do I not? Am I being picky or am I not? Or I
1: hate this, but I should just deal because it's easier. Yeah, and then people have all kinds of weird loyalty issues like, mm-hmm. I should stay, I should be here longer, I mm-hmm. should do this. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, actually, I was talking about
0: this with a friend of mine last night. I think things have changed a lot, even from, you know, when I was last hiring people. Oh, It's changed. Your expectations of how long you should be in a job or what you yeah. owe the company that you're in or not has changed even 100%. in the last six years.
1: Yeah, I've definitely seen that from when I was in the government way back when to now mm-hmm. seeing um, other clients and other people doing stuff. Um, you know, the the job cycle is a bit shorter, mm-hmm. right? It is. People are in jobs for less time, and that's okay. And that's they're what's being, changed. Yeah, the they're okay being promoted part. faster, yeah. all of those things. So, we we'll- also have the
0: expectations. People have different expectations about, and I don't mean this just for millennials because I think it's cross generational, but you should manage my career for me because you're my boss, right? You should mm. be giving me the advice, you should be moving me for- forward. And I believe it's cross generational. For different reasons, but it is cross-generational.
1: Yeah, 100%. 100%. So I'm Nicole North. And I'm Ruth Henderson. And we're your hosts today. Yeah. Welcome.
0: I, yeah, it's, it's exciting. Feel come be, in. I know. <laughs> feel <come> in. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Elcome way. <laughs> we're feeling a little giddy because it is our third season, and it's kind of exciting to know that people are interested. We're starting to get lots of great feedback. And uh, it's
1: fun, it's fun to do yeah, and it's a miserable day outside. It's almost Christmas. Mm-hmm. I've pretty much checked out I don't know I don't know about you, <laughs> but well, I've pretty much checked out,
0: but this is something that's fun t- for us to do, and we enjoy it, and it means we yes. have things that are productive on the books for because oh, you're yes. listening to this, it's January, yes, right so and for us it's December 20th exactly. So yeah, it's, we're just thinking about cookies and <laughs>
1: Shopping cinnamon buns that cinnamon Dun- somebody left. Yeah, going to bring her some, and I forgot. Anywho, anywho, back to the topic, please. Back to the topic, please. So let's start with this. So today's um, episode is: Should I stay or should I go? Mm. So from the individual's perspective. Yeah. This so three- season three A is all about the individual. So this is you in your job. You could be a manager. You could be an individual contributor. You could, you could be, be a whatever. Vice president, whatever. Whatever you are, this is you yourself saying, help, I think I hate my job. Mm -hmm. Should I stay or should I go? Mm -hmm. So what's the answer? (laughs) Well, okay. how It depends is the answer. It depends. Um, How have you seen this play out um, for either you personally or someone that you've coached? Yeah. um, In
0: so many different ways. Like I said, when I was starting out, and I know you hate when I date myself, but there are people that are listening there who are of my generation One or two of them. Yes, one or two. I started my first full-time job in 1989. And back then, you had to stay in your job for a few years because if it looked like you were bouncing around to different jobs, then you were flaky, and there's no reason anybody would want to hire you. Um, And I went through, in my first job, I was at Ford for 15 years, and I went through probably three different cycles where I was thinking, oh, I should leave. And only... One of them, did I really start looking for jobs and trying to find them? And then in the last one, they found me. But that feeling of should I stay or should I go came about for me personally because I was unhappy doing what I was doing. Not because the Mm -hmm. company was a bad fit, which I later figured out, um, but because I was unhappy and almost always because I was unhappy with my manager. Ah, So you've heard the phrase, I was just going to say. People leave, uh, they join a company, but they leave a manager. Yeah, I don't know if that, that was certainly true back in the day, and I think it's true for a lot of people, but I wonder now, given the fast pace of how business is changing, opportunities are changing, the ability to work from home or work uh, remotely, do a lot of digital work, etc., is making people have, like almost ADD with respect to their jobs because, oh, squirrel, this has come up and this looks better. Oh, this one looks better. Yeah. And I think that that's becoming more and more okay. In fact, it's almost expected. So now I don't know if it's as much about leaving your manager as it is about leaving because there's this really cool new opportunity.
1: Hmm. For me, it was leaving my manager. Hmm. Let's see. In my first first kind of full-time job, I did leave because of my manager, He told me at my performance review that I would be doing the grunt work Mm. for the new person that he hired. Mm -hmm. Um, Nice. And I would say for me, it was always, um, me personally, I always wanted a new challenge. Like once something got too easy or mundane or routine for me, um, I got bored. And I wanted bigger challenge, more responsibility. I always wanted more. Mm -hmm. And so when I had gone into that performance review and my manager started talking about this wonderful new job, it would be very strategic, it would be very important, blah, blah, blah. Um, Suddenly you you sound like Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) It's the the biggest, most important job there is. (laughs) Um, And I was so like naive and silly, I jumped up and thrust my hand out. And I was like, yes, I'm so interested. And he kind of laughed and said, Oh, Nicole, you'll be doing the grunt work for the person I hire. And I thought, Oh, if you know anything about me, grunt work is um, the last thing that I want. And so that was my impetus to say, I need to find something new. Yeah. Um, I've heard other people. So
0: I remember a, a young woman I coached, really good at her job. This is in the financial industry. Um, and she felt like she needed to be looking for a new job because there were rumblings that things were changing and that mm. there was going to be a reorg, a big one. Um, and she just wasn't sure if there would be a job for her. Now, I completely am sure that there would have been a job for her because she was a high performer and she was good and people liked having her around. Um, the the thing is that she may have been worried about whether there would be a job, but I think that she should have been more worried about whether the job that was available for her would be interesting to her. Mm. So that was one of the things that we talked about a lot was what's your path? And she, she, I think I've told you this story before that she didn't want to develop a path because what if things changed? So mm. we talked a lot about doesn't matter. You should still have a path with that goal at the end. And if you come to all along all of a sudden there's a fork in the road and there's another goal, that's okay. But you need you can't make decisions without any destination in in front of you. You just can't. It's impossible. It's like saying I'm going on vacation, but you haven't even picked which direction you're gonna start in.
1: Well, that's when you have those people that you like try and chat with them and they go, you know, you say, Oh, well, you know, what do you think about the new job? It sounds really interesting. Yeah, but what about this? Yeah, but this. And for every angle you put forth, they've got a yeah but and Mm -hmm. that's because there is no end goal. Right. And you have to start
0: with something. And I I actually got her to draw it. And I think for her, that really helped. And I said, no, draw where you are today and draw where you could be in, pick a goal, pick one year, five years, whatever it is. And she says, but how do I know that's what I'm going to want in six months? I said, you don't. But at least you can make decisions today that will get you to that. So if you want to... Um, become a chartered accountant, which is something she was considering, but she wasn't 100% sure. I said, then you need to take jobs, you need to do projects, you need to do whatever it might be that will get you to that. You need to take courses, you need to do all these things. If in six months another opportunity comes up or you've done this work for the last six months and thought, ooh, I don't think this is really for me, then it's okay to readjust your goal. But how can you make a decision about what you want to do without any
1: idea of your end goal. Right. Understanding
0: yeah. it's not carved in stone at all.
1: Yeah. So th- some of the sign, so- like if we're going to talk about some of the signs and symptoms mm-hmm. that you might mm-hmm. feel in yourself or see in others, mm-hmm. um, if you're kind of observing um, it's that um, either really unhappy with your manager Mm -hmm. Which is leading to poor work life balance, whatever it might be. And it looks like there's you feeling
0: sick, it's toxicity, or it's whatever. It's just a mismatch. It can be that the manager isn't even just horrible, it's just that their style is so incompatible with yours.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's a pretty Mm -hmm. key thing. It could be if you feel like you've mastered Mm -hmm. your role and you don't love the opportunities, the other opportunities that are available. Yeah. Or you feel like, you know, you're just, you're bored. You've mm-hmm. done the same thing over and over. All the projects are the same. Mm-hmm. All the tasks are the same. Mm-hmm. You just can't do one more round of yeah. X, Y, or Z. It's just mm-hmm. too burdensome. Um, it could also be that
0: you just want to change for change's sake. Yeah. Some people need that little, they're just looking for that thing. Doesn't mean that I hate my job or my manager or whatever, but I do want something new. Some people are very drastic and they move you know, to a whole new city with a new job. Yeah. But some people would just say, I think I'm going to look for something just because that's what I, I like change. I, it stimulates me and that's yeah. what I'm looking for.
1: I was really happy in my, one of my, um, one of my careers, um, in the government and I had asked my boss, you know, I had said, Oh, I'm really tired of going to all these meetings that no one shows up to, right? Their mm-hmm. budget meetings or finance meetings. People would always say, oh, sorry, I'm in a busy policy meeting. Oh, sorry, I have a very busy policy, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, this policy, yada, yada. And I was <laughs> like, oh, policy seems very exciting. <laughs> They're always very busy. Yeah, sure um, And I remember saying, oh, I'd, I'd like to learn more about that. I didn't know anything about it. And I asked if I could work with someone and learn a little bit more about it. And he actually ended up turning me down, which turned out to be the impetus of, yeah. okay, you don't even want to let me learn about something new while continuing to do my role. So I'm going to go.
0: And these are all really, I don't know if I'm going to, the word I'm going to use is a little bit judgy, but these are all justified reasons, I think, for wanting a new job. You, you don't get along with your manager and it's been a while. You've given it enough time to figure out if you mm-hmm. can gel or figure each other out. Um, the reasons that you've said, you know, you need a change. You're, you've done the whole, all the work. You're bored, whatever. Do you think there are some, re- some reasons that somebody might tell you? Let's say you're coaching someone, and they give you some reasons for, I want a new job. That you'd kind of in your head think, okay, we need to discuss this because that's not realistic.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I even think the hating your boss bit. To a it's extent. you know, I don't know. I only had one boss. That I thought was really excellent, and that was you. Oh, ah. thanks. <laughs> Here's your twenty bucks. <laughs> right, um, but you know, y- it's kind of none of the par for the course, right? Like, no, very few people have really amazing bosses. So, um, if if your boss is the barrier to you being successful, and it's the single barrier, I think you have still a little bit more work to do. And I, the first thing I would say is, how have you tried? that's to work with your manager to, to make yeah. this work. Because if, you know, in fact, you've only been in this role for a year, Yeah, you know, even if you are performing really well, like, is it really time for a change or are you just changing? Cause like you, you have, can't handle, well,
0: that's what I mean. Do you have, you can't handle the truth. Do you have unrealistic expectations?
1: So I would yeah. have a couple of questions
0: about, first of all, self-awareness is that person Aware of how they are contributing or not contributing to the relationship with their manager, um, are they aware of uh, reality? Um, and are you living in a bubble? Yeah. yeah. Well, there is a lovely, lovely young woman that I've spoken with a few times, um, casually casual coaching conversations, and she was really concerned that she hadn't advanced longer in her one and a half years since finishing school.
1: Oh, that she hadn't advanced more.
0: Yeah, one and a half years. And I, I was shocked by that. And yet she's smart, intelligent, engaging—all of those things. And I, I don't know where those expectations come from because that I don't believe has changed. You still need to put in your time.
1: You need to. The time may be shorter. The than time it was. may be
0: shorter, and you may have connections, or you may be super lucky, and you fall into the right things where people will just see you, especially in certain um, industries, and go, ooh, we need you to move move you to this, and suddenly you're moving up. For most people, you need to show growth. You need to be able to have that time to show what you've learned and what you've done. You need to seek out opportunities. You need to take on additional things that are um, uh, presented to you as an option and not just go, "Eh, no, I don't think I want to do that.
1: I know I have this uh, mutual friend Um, who in every job she is, she hates it. It's Mm -hmm. stressful. Her manager's terrible. She's always getting a new job, and it's always just terrible. And so at some point, you just want to go. There's something else going on. Maybe, you know, it's not called a job for nothing.
0: (laughs) You know, it's not
1: called work for nothing. It's not like, oh, I need to get dressed and get ready for fun today. Yeah. It's It's work. work. It's a job. It's not always. I have a a good friend who...
0: um, Uh, There was a huge restructuring in a really well-known company and she was given a package. She was quite happy about it. Um, She'd been with the company for quite a while, was in a really good position, so it truly was restructuring and she took the time to think about what she wanted to do next. So she actually took a year off. And when it came towards the end of the year, she started reaching out, doing a lot of the work that we'll talk about in this uh, series three of our podcast And uh, made the right connections, and she she ended up accepting a four-month contract job, which was quite, some people could say it was beneath her, given her experience and all that, but it wasn't. It was with a great position, uh, a great company. And her boss is a little weird, to be honest. And I would say to her, are you going to stay? She goes, well, sure. I just need to figure that out. And the VP actually said to me, your first job in the first X days is to figure out how to work with your manager because she's known for this and this and da, da, da. nothing horrible, just challenging and a different working style. And that's what she's been doing. And of course, she's doing really well.
1: Hmm. So, so I yeah, think have it. that self-awareness first and figure yeah. out why it is you're leaving your job. Mm-hmm. Did you just have a really stressful week? Mm-hmm. Um, is your boss just in a bad mood this month? Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever even tried talking you to your boss? Any effort into understanding,
0: being kind and curious?
1: Yeah. yeah. Have you asked for opportunities? Have you asked for learning opportunities? Mm-hmm. You know, at any of those times where an I and my roles got frustrated, I never just sat there and said, well, bah, bah, bah. I said, well, the first thing I have to do is let my managers know what it is I'm expecting and what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And if they say no to me and that that's not in their interest, mm-hmm. then I will go seek other opportunities. And we'll talk about some of those later, mm-hmm. um, how those actually played out. But- The first step in this whole process is if you're unhappy in your job, have a little self-awareness, you know, jot down some notes like when, how long have I been unhappy for? Mm -hmm. When did it start?
0: What have I tried to do about it?
1: What have I tried to do about it? Was there a time that I was feeling really great in this role?
0: Yeah. What was different about that time?
1: What was different about that time versus how I'm feeling now? You know, and just start jotting down some of your thoughts and feelings your moods.
0: (laughs) Which some people will go, oh, that's so ridiculous. On the other hand, can you, you know... If you don't want to write it, them down, just reflect. Reflect. It's a it's a personal assessment. So the, huh. our thing is, should I stay or should I go? And if you're truly asking that question, then you need to know, are you thinking this for, again, using my judgy words, justified reasons or not so justified reasons? Because you just need to give your head a little shake, ha- take a moment Re- reassess yeah. where you are and try something new yeah. and talk to someone about it, a trusted person and use those questions like you said, so that it's not a bitching session. It's not just venting and moaning and complaining. It's actually asking real questions. Yeah. How long have I felt this way?
1: When did it when start? When did it
0: start? What has worked well in the past? Where, like, you know, what have I noticed? What are the patterns? What could I do about it? Could I? Yeah, what have I on, tried so far? Yeah, could I take on
1: something extra to add that little spice if it's just a change that I need? Have I tried talking to that horrifying colleague that's yeah. making me crazy? Have I tried having a difficult conversation with that horrible colleague? Have I adjusted my frame slash, of slash. reference
0: so that when I'm dealing with that horrible client or colleague or boss, have I in my head used our kindness and curiosity mantra to understand where that person's coming from, which can just make it a little easier for us. Because you, the the job of managing your career and leaving a new job is work. And you don't want to undertake that lightly. You don't want to undertake that for the wrong reasons because you'll just find yourself in the same situation. Yeah,
1: because are you going to be my friend who just constantly jumps from job to job and is never happy? Yeah. And I think that's because they've never reflected Hmm. On what's going on. Mm-hmm. Are they even in the right career? Are they in the right job? Mm-hmm. Do they have the right skills to move on to other jobs? Are they getting stressed out because they don't have the skills they need? Are they moving too quickly? Are they moving too slowly? Yeah. Like, There's a million questions to ask. Yeah. So sit down and ask yourself some questions. And if you've got a trusted friend, mm-hmm. um, not your yeah, girl, do it friend. Yeah, the one Or that yeah, says, you're so right. She's awful. She's not you that friend. Find yeah. your slightly critical friend that will call you on it and get them to ask you some questions, um, to help you uncover and discover. So that's mm-hmm. my, my next question was going to be, what are your top tips? Um, now, like if you're deciding mm-hmm. to stay or go, mm-hmm. um, and I guess our first one was reflect reflect. And I believe you touched on another one was actually have a plan.
0: I have a third one. Um, consider whether Let's say you you know everything's good with your boss. Uh, your reason for wanting a new job is more about challenge, learning, growth, maybe even promotion. Can you think? Am I going to be promoted more easily if I move across first? So I, I've used that phrase before with you: move across to move up. You yeah. have a good story about that, I think. Yeah, right?
1: yeah. So in my, um, in one of my last second to last careers in the government. Um, this is where I wanted to learn something new and the boss had said no. Um, I wanted to learn something about policy. He said, no, that's not for you. Or no, you don't have an... I think he said, no, you don't have a degree in policy so you couldn't possibly.
0: Yeah, okay,
1: I beg to differ, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and then he actually said to me, you should go be a consultant. And I kind of laughed. I didn't realize that that... I, I don't know what his impetus for saying that to me was. Maybe right. he saw some skills in me. That I didn't know about. And so I literally started looking for jobs. And at the time I was a manager, um, classified at a particular level. Um, and I was, had 11 people reporting to me and I did find a job. That was when I moved over to Service Ontario Mm -hmm. and it was a lateral move. So it was, um, it was the same pay grade, but I would no longer be a manager, um, I would be a senior business consultant, mm-hmm. um, and for a lot of people, they were like, "Oh, how could you?" But I was completely shifting subject matter. I was going from HR, finance, facilities—really that admin realm. Mm-hmm. Where, in in all in all honesty, I had nowhere to go. There is no, you know, senior admin managers, right? Like right. I had to either move directly into single-focused HR or I'd have to move into very detailed finance and if you know me that does not sound like something I mm-hmm. should do. Um none of those paths seemed right for me. So when I started to realize that there was no upward growth for me in the in the realm I was in, that's when I realized I had to go lateral.
0: And that's that's exactly the right thing. If you want to leave an organization because you're not being promoted quickly enough, is it possible that you could take a lateral move instead that would broaden your experience and or add what I call those global behavior patterns that you're not getting. You're becoming a technical expert where you are. Are there other things that would round you out? Would they add the ability, let's say, there's more opportunity to do presentations or there's uh, more opportunity to do some business writing or any of those skills?
1: And that was exactly it. Like I had spent eight years in HR, finance, and facilities, Mm -hmm. and I was an expert. But I didn't have the the bigger skill sets of right. developing presentations, of um, working in a team. You know, I you know, I just didn't have any of that yeah. experience. So, and I didn't have that skill set. So, for me to move over, I had to create. You know, and we'll talk about it when we do the telling your story episode mm-hmm. um, for when we get to interviews. But I didn't have this all the skills necessary for that new job. Right. What I really did was frame those new skills in what I had already been doing. So I wasn't a process improvement person. I had never done business consulting and process improvement and analysis in the way that Service Ontario was thinking about it. But what I was able to do was frame a lot of the work that I had done into that context. Um, So, you know, I had done a lot of work for improving processes in my own branch or my own little unit. But I didn't know I was doing process improvement. I just thought I was being efficient and doing good things. But that's essentially what I was doing.
0: And that it's giving yourself more material for your stories. Yes. And you are in charge of that, not your boss. So should I stay or should I go? Uh, If you, yes, have a goal, reflect, um, ask yourself what you want. And if what you're doing is getting you there. Take care of a problem if it is a problem, and if you've given yourself time to adjust to a difficult coworker or boss, and it's not working, then sure, go. But you need to have stories to tell. You need to be able to showcase your skills, not just your technical skills, but your broader skills.
1: A hundred percent. A hundred percent. One of our other top tips is go to something. Mm. That used to drive me bananas
0: when I was um, hiring people and I would get this stack of resumes of people who clearly were just applying to everything that was open because they were what I call running from a job. Yeah. And I could tell, and I didn't want to hire anybody who was running to a job, uh, running away from something. I wanted that person who said, Ooh, there's a position open in this particular area. That's what I want.
1: This is how it fits in with my plan. Yeah. Well, right? Absolutely. And, I mean, it could, like, loops right back to that. Don't just go jumping from job to job, mm-hmm. have a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, because we can tell.
0: Yeah. My best friend um, uh, was talking to me about someone who was looking for um, jobs, and they were successful in their interviews when they were going to a job for which they had great passion and they were not successful when they were just, well, this sounds like something different. I should give it a try.
1: Yeah. Or it's not just, I'm really
0: tired of this now.
1: What's your story about, um, like throwing darts at a, at target?
0: I don't know. I have a story about that.
1: Well, I know you have like a saying or like a thing. I think it's related to process improvement, but it's sort of related. Like, you know, you shouldn't just be saying, okay, I need to get a new job and then just throwing your darts all over oh, the target. Yeah. like
0: the shotgun approach. Right? Like yeah. I'm just
1: going to throw my dart at anything that goes. I'm going to put my resume everywhere. Yeah.
0: I'm just papering the world with yeah. my resume and it's a numbers game.
1: Yeah, and then you go into the interview with that same approach, like whatever, this one or yeah. another one. So you have absolutely no focus or... Um, direction of how this fits into your overall career path. And <laughs> inter- managers can tell. <laughs> I interviewed a guy once.
0: <laughs> he couldn't answer questions about the job because it was very clear that he was just wanting to get away from his current job. And I said, you don't, you don't seem to have a lot prepared for this particular interview. And he looked at me and he goes, yeah, it's a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I never forgot him. I was like, yeah, it's a pickle. Get out of my office. But he was so casual and cocky about it and he goes yeah it's a pickle and shrugged his shoulders and I thought you're weird but (laughs) it was I think that was that kind of thing that really don't use that approach of just throwing the dart wherever and hoping it hits somewhere no aim for the bullseye aim for that work on a
1: realistic bullseye so I've also known people that start applying for jobs and you know they're like well you know I I'm gonna be the I'd like to be the senior executive vice president. And it's like, well, right now you're just a manager. Yeah. So, Yeah. right. Or you've been out of the workforce for a little while. Maybe think about going in and then moving up when you get there. And that's what I would
0: call the unjustified people that want a new job or think they're deserving of a new job.
1: Yeah. So be realistic about yeah. what your skill sets are and do you have them? I firmly believe um, that in an interview... Um, you can and should learn the skills that help you articulate very clearly mm-hmm. how your skills fit into the skill sets that are requested by a job.
0: Absolutely. And
1: I believe there is a lot of um, skill in that. I think a lot of people have difficulty saying, like, if it's not just exact, they're like, oh, well, I've never done that. I can't talk about it. Yeah. And then they talk all general and get all weird. And they don't understand. They're not able to think about
0: things they've accomplished and go, oh, framed this way. It's a great fit. And we're going to talk about that, I think, in three, in episode three of 3A. Is that right?
1: I think it'd be episode two. Okay. So it's called PAR. Yeah. That episode three. Yeah.
0: Uh, Where we're going to talk about that. And we use that a lot with our coaching clients with pretty darn good success. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's quite good.
1: Yeah. So kind of our, our top tips for you here, if you are feeling that angsty thing mm-hmm. and it, you know especially around the holidays if you're under a lot of pressure you could be feeling a lot of mm-hmm. angst hating your boss hating your colleagues hating the work that you're doing sit down and reflect
0: mm-hmm. like it's almost Ask like is it me or is it the job yeah. or is it a combination of both because I have a plan and I want to get somewhere
1: yeah and then sit down mm-hmm. and have a plan mm-hmm. and figure out where you want to go this shouldn't just be throw your targets everywhere and see what hits yeah think about where you actually want to be. What is your dream job in five years or six years or seven years or 10 years? What is that dream job? And what are the like leaping stones, jumping stones,
0: stepping stones,
1: stepping stones, (laughs) what are the stepping (laughs) stones to getting there?
0: And that's that plan thing. So tools to give people, um, when they're doing this, the first one is what I like to call the, your outcome statements. How will you know you're Mm -hmm. successful? And you will say, I am in the right job if, dot, dot, dot. I will know I'm in the right job if I come home every day feeling, well, not every day, but most days (laughs) feeling exhilarated. If I am um, building my repertoire in terms of chartered financial accountant skills that I need to have or advertising skills that I need to have or business consultant skills that I need to have. Or I'm building my global, I have a chance to do more presentations. Or if I get uh, a job that will get me on the path to working in an international company, whatever those are. So you need to have that statement that says, I will know I'm in the right job if. And you need to have at least three really solid examples. It's like a measurable, really.
1: Yeah. Another thing that came to mind as we were chatting is, Um, If you've never done any personality assessments, Mm -hmm. um, I am a huge fan of the Myers-Briggs type indicator. I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And to me, the awareness of what my personality type is and now seeing why my current career fits it so perfectly and why I'm so happy makes so much sense. Um, If you have the opportunity to do that kind of assessment and say, oh, my goodness, I'm, you know, an extroverted, intuitive um, uh, feeling perceiver and I'm working in finance. No wonder I'm miserable and I hate every day. Um, How can I take those skills and turn it into something that will actually make me thrive and allow me to extrovert and allow me to, you know, think big picture and allow me to work on my own schedule, all of those things. Um, So that might be an also really great tip for people if you're in that starting stage Mm -hmm. of figuring out what's gone wrong with that Mm self-awareness, getting to a plan. Um, Think about, again, moving across to move up. Or uh, one of my very close friends um, was doing very well in one industry when we were very, very young. And took a huge pay cut to switch into advertising, mm-hmm. um, and now is incredibly successful in that. But had to take that drop yeah. and build herself back up. Well, it's like my my best but she friend, had a
0: plan. yeah, who decided at the age of thirty five or a few years more than that that she wasn't cut out for advertising, so she went back to school. Um, you know, used her savings to go back to school, was a letter carrier to supplement her income, and she's now a physiotherapist and loves her job. So Amazing. she's she was in that should I stay or should I go, and that reflection period for her took about a year. So it's not something you can do on the weekend. I mean, hopefully you can do it faster with some tips and tricks, but it does that reflection. Is it me or is it my job? Or um, do I have a pan- plan? Is it not getting me on that road? using the outcome statements, using some personality assessment work, which you can do online really quickly if you want to. I mean, there's the formal ones are always better, yeah. but there's some great online ones to help get you started. 100%. And then the last tool that I would, I'd really like to talk about or sell. <laughs> it's not, I get no kickbacks unless they want to send us some free ones. The self journal. Oh yeah. Which we talked about in our holiday bonus podcast. Um, it's, an amazing tool for helping you set up that plan. And it's only a, it's only a 90 day plan, mind you. So it's not a, I want to be a this, but it's the structure in it and that it asks you the right questions and it helps you set down your goals and what do I want to do and where do I want to go? Because if you just go, Oh, it's January 1st. I'm looking for a new job. That's it. Open up Workopolis or whatever is used today because I think Workopolis isn't. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. It's called, there's something else. Anyway, we'll figure it out. Um, And if you think you're going to find that job, well, some of you might because there are lucky people that things just happen, but other people are going to have to work for it. And it takes a minimum of six months on average to find a good job. So really think about if you want to do that and have that plan and that understanding of why. Why do you want a new job or why do you think you do? Can you achieve those things in your current job? Or do you really need to start making the effort to look and leave and and go somewhere else?
1: Yeah. So if you're feeling that itch, Mm -hmm. ponder, back, reflect, do those things. Check out our blog. There
0: will be a blog posted on this topic to, um, talk about the different tools
1: that we have and recap. And next week it's, time for something new so you've made the decision now yes. you made the decision that yes you do want to go you are ready you have the skills you've yep. got a plan yep. you know where you're going now it's let's get some networking going uh, Ooh, the dreaded networking uh, or the beloved networking depends on who you are yeah. um, and getting prepared with that job search your resume your cover letter so we'll start on that those mean first it's not stages just enough
0: to send 100 resume out 100 resumes out and hope for a job
1: no, not just target practice.
0: Yeah. doesn't work anymore. You know, back in the day. <laughs> here she goes.
1: Here I go again.
0: You actually had to select the paper stock for your resume in hopes that it would be thicker or feel better. And that's how you would get noticed in the stack of resumes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's not
1: paper anymore. But
0: back in the day, it was. Neato, bandito. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. I'm <in> that old.
1: <laughs> Happy so, yeah. New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. And we'll see you next work week until next time on Bye. the process of things. Bye.